Hey, welcome to the Movie Theater Time Machine Podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Kaz. I'm Bob. What up, everybody? How y'all doing? Uh, you may have noticed the Spartan sound of this podcast because there is computer trouble back at the old uh, studio, so yeah, in the this studio, is a phone. In the studio where our machine is, we won't have a time guest this time around, but that's all right. You know, that's all right here. Um... We usually do this at the end, but it's actually good to do this right now. Um, if you haven't listened to this podcast before, usually we have every Saturday where we have a time machine. We review an old movie, post somebody from the year the movie was released, and uh, with the time, time machine, yeah, with <laughs> right, yeah, with our time machine, uh, review the movie, send it back. And Max is in here, so I kind of feel weird doing his parts, but um, I don't know where he is right now. Um, now, we, what we usually do at the end is we usually do our Facebook. Nudge can be and, our announcer, yeah. but she don't have much to say because she's a cat. <laughs> yeah, we're doing this in our house today. Um, but we usually do our Facebook stuff and everything. So um, you can follow us, catch up on all our old episodes uh, through the links on our Facebook page. If you search Movie Theater Time Machine, uh, search us on Facebook. Uh, and I'm sorry, search us on Twitter. MT Time Machine. And for me, I'm also on Twitter as well. I'm at MTT Bob. I'm sorry, MTTM Bob. That's Movie <laughs> Theater Time Machine Bob, but it's letters. So, you know, I try and make it easy as possible. An acronym. Per- thank yeah. you. Yeah, it's because I'm yeah. so smart, educational. <laughs> MTTM Bob and MT Time Machine. Both on Twitter. Like us, follow us, check us out. Any feedback is more than appreciated. Yeah, and very if- true. If you like cute cartoon animal designs, or if you want some movie theater time machine logo buttons or whatever, uh, visit my page on Zazzle.com. Uh, you could look up Kaz Foxen. Uh, K-A-Z-F-O-X-S-E-N. Very true. Very true. All right, so... We got coffee mugs. Yeah. We def- yeah, right, yeah. I got a magnet. I love magnets because you Woo! can't stop putting magnets on everything. <laughs> so put a magnet. Buy one. Put one yeah. somewhere. But, hey, this is very appropriate because a lot of these old movies put their credits up front anyway. Yeah. Like this that one. That is true, yeah. That's true, yeah. Republic picture. And this movie, uh, this month we're all doing, uh, we're doing war movies and saluting the U.S. military. Right now we're saluting as we speak these oh, words. So I'll we're put saluting. my fingers up. There we go. I'll oh, put yeah. my fingers up as well. We salute you. God bless <laughs> the military. We love this you. month. So please check out the next month. We're going to have all great films, yeah. classic military films from all the wars. Of the oh, 20th century, yeah. Please pick it up. Yeah, well, there yeah. Was only, there's only five Saturdays this month, so... Yeah, we can do us. all of it, but... Um, you know, I had actually a really good moment today, too, and we're hopefully going to try to get this guy on the show. Huh? I um, was over... We're in the Fogger Mass area, and I went over to the Battleship Cove, and I was speaking with this guy who was an actual military chaplain. Wow. And That's a captain incredible. in the military. And um, I told him about what we did, and he had so much history to tell. And he, um, I said, well, we're doing war movies, and I, we do this really neat little podcast. Um, and we get a little crazy with it. I didn't tell him what we usually do. <laughs> but, you know, I said, do you, what do you think? 
And he says, oh, yeah. He says, like, here's, you know, my email address, you know, and I'll definitely, we'll set up a time, so hopefully he'll come about. I, I kind of feel bad, though, if we criticize movies. Well, we're, we're criticizing a movie. We're not criticizing a war. Well, I know, but yeah. I just kind yeah. of feel guilty like maybe yeah. they don't expect us to say that john wayne's kind of boring well okay well, i'll get that right off the bat i mean you know john wayne I, okay. yeah it's i look at john wayne with rose-colored glasses you know where it's my grandfather was a world war ii veteran and like every old man obsessed with john wayne you know <laughs> you know why you know papa why do you love john wayne he's john wayne <laughs> yeah yeah and that was the conversation really you know, they all have secret boners for him <laughs> there's just an allure but you know I'm not saying he was really bad with this movie itself but I mean you know for that you think of John Wayne you think of the cowboy yeah Immediately, like, you know... I think of Family Guy with uh, <laughs> Peter's improv. <laughs> I'm John Wayne Bobbitt at the first Thanksgiving. Where's my penis, Pilgrim? <laughs> oh, I can't do that voice, but you can do that. Where's my penis, Pilgrim? <laughs> yeah, so every time I hear John Wayne, I think, where's my penis, Pilgrim? Yeah, I mean, eventually one of them <laughs> will do with uh, John Wayne is True Grid. Which, I mean, is absolutely fantastic. A and classic one, yeah. film from, yeah, much classic yeah. film. Yeah, and even one Should of those... Should we do a comparison? Because there's a new and an old version. It's, it's a possibility we may, but that's one... Nostalgia yeah. Critic even covered this. Yeah, well, that, that's one of those that even... The old one is great. The new one with the Coen brothers and Jeff Bridges in that role mm-hmm. was fantastic as well. So it really hit home. Um, all right, so why don't we jump on into the movie here? About this one, all right? Or? Let's jump. Yeah, I'm ready. There's, I guess, no, there's um, no time machine today, unfortunately, yeah. but I'm going to jump, and I hope there's something solid underneath. <laughs> but I will jump. Well, maybe at least soft. It's a long Is there a movie. pool? If there's a pool, I'll jump in it. Yeah. Uh, right now, I'm ready. I'll jump. It's cold out, but I'll jump. Yeah. So, um, first off, this one, it you know, we think about the reasons why we were talking about last night, why they do movies like this, and, you know, what is the point? And, you know, when people came home and they started telling these stories about what happened, this is the one of the first generations where anybody who was able-bodied went out and served, you know, at, at any given point. And, you know, they, you know we, did, we had that in World War One, but we really haven't had that since. And, you know, the soldiers coming back said, you know, people need to know about this, need to know what it's like, because at the time... A World War One. We're gonna do a World War One movie next week. Um, you know, was the war to end all wars, and this is gonna be the war to end all wars now. So let's show them what it really is like. So it starts out in New Zealand, where we have um, Marines. Yeah, we're at the Marine training camp, and we're introduced to John Stryker, John Wayne's character, disliked by his men, but he. Um, puts them through really rigorous training to try to get them ready and he's got six months to get them ready to go he's basically the guy who's uh people yeah. complain is way too by the book and yeah. tough because and some guy named al didn't like him for ratting on him about something but the yeah. sergeant also got busted for something was it getting drunk yeah he well yeah, drunk. He, yeah he got blind drunk and stumbled around the town which is a which was a really huge no no. 
you know, in the military anyway. Yeah, that's a bad thing. Yeah, that's 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 really really bad. And you know, we see later. Especially if there's... they get caught, they would get court martialed. If I'm not oh, mistaken, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, not that it, you know, not that people don't get drunk, but I mean, even where servicemen and women in Iraq and Afghanistan are not supposed to have alcohol at all. Yeah. And um, I have friends who I know listen to this who are veterans as well. Thank you. Um, Thank you who, for your service, veterans. And, Thank you. You know, their wives were, were working with their wives when they were deployed, and they would show me pictures, and they would have beer bottles right on the tanks. Did they make a still for their tanks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in the MASH episode there. But um, Yeah, once we yeah. get to World War One, we'll go in order, because... Yeah. Um, it w- you thought it was too late to take it back once you said this movie yeah. and you figured out the rest of the lineup. True, true, so, yeah. So this one's out of order, but the well, others will It's also going to be a good thing to kind of see what it's like, you know, to, to go back and take a look at what caused all this. As well with, you know, All Quiet on the Western Front, which I'm really interested in that, too. So, um, basically, where were we? So, like... Uh, training montage. Yeah, Stryker takes them through a whole bunch of it. And, with his face superimposed. Yeah. He's, we don't yeah. know what he's saying. He could be saying donuts. Yeah. I would just know. imagine it was John Wayne's little puppy, Pilgrim. <laughs> little puppy. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Fart. Kitty <laughs> <Jimmy> cats. <laughs> Rainbows. <laughs> Random shit. <laughs> so, he's despised, especially... Um, Conway, who is played by an actor, John Argar. I don't know enough about this guy. Um, you know, he's college-educated son of an officer named Colonel Sam Conway, who he served with Stryker, and he keeps saying that, you know, they served in the canal, which I assume is the Panama Canal. I don't know. But I, I didn't really look too far into it. Um, Conway has daddy issues. Yeah, he hates his dad because his dad didn't think he was tough enough or something. And yeah, he's Conway's a marine because of tradition. Yeah, because yeah, every every male was a marine, so I'm a marine. He's got something to prove. Chip yeah. on his shoulder. Right. Yeah. I think he's kind of like the closest to a main character we have. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and um, we mentioned something about Al Thomas who uh, blames. Um, Blame Stryker for a demotion, you know. Oh, he know yeah. That the coffee guy. Yeah. He knows this place. He he knows the rule book backwards, forwards, and then some way in between. You know, he he can tell you the regulations. He probably has them tattooed on his chest. And yeah, this guy, I mean, I, I really didn't like him. <laughs> I really didn't like him, but he he does something which I thought he should have been shot immediately. But we'll get to that later. Um so it builds up, and you know, there's, I mean, there's really not much really to add in my notes on this part. But then, you know, they basically builds them up for battle. I couldn't figure out who we're supposed to latch on to as a main character. It yeah. was kind of hard to care. The first yeah. half of this movie is kind of boring, yeah. and I don't know why to care a lot of times. Like, yeah, it's you need a, a character to yeah. whose shoes you inhabit. Well, and you think, like, this period in time, too, like, people were going to see movies, you know, not for the story, but for the person. So it was John Wayne and Sands of Iwo Jima. Oh, a John Wayne picture. We're going to go see the John Wayne picture. Mm-hmm. 
at that point. And I mean, a lot of things were based, even music was the same way, you know. You know, there might be an album of songs and the songs you don't like, but if it had Frank Sinatra was singing them, okay, we'd go see Frank Sinatra. Wow, back in high school, I thought uh, being a billboard on a sweater, like a sweatshirt, like a billboard for a company was being overly right, concerned yeah. with branding. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, true. Remember that, yeah. So, um, we learn a little bit more about Stryker and um, how he left a wife and a kid behind. No, and they then, left him. Yeah. Well, they all left with service, but they eventually they left him. You're right. Because um, of his job being an yeah. army guy, traveling. Yeah. So, you know, as we said, he drinks quite a bit. And his kid doesn't send him letters. Yeah. He's not sure if the kid just doesn't like him or doesn't like to write or if his wife's keeping letters from him, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So they're on furlough or they're, well, furlough or they're on leave. They kept calling it something. They kept calling liberty. it liberty, but yeah. I believe that's. If I get liberty again, I'd, I'd love to go see his girl. Yeah. 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 So they're at a bar. No, a dance. Oh. Oh, really? Well, there's probably a bar. Yeah. A bar somewhere with a dance. There, yeah. <laughs> there, there, yeah. Half of it I kind of faded out a little bit when I saw that, so... There's, like, a, a guy, and he's complaining about the music being too slow. Yeah. Like, a band is playing. Yeah, so they pick up a... He gets a trumpet. Yeah, they pick up a trumpet. They get it going a little bit. But then we see, um, I believe... Conway. Yeah. Well, Pete uh, meets the girl, and he's played by, um, shoot, I can't remember who plays, but... Did she even have a name? I don't know. I don't even know I, if she I had a name. I don't think so, yeah. But he did, uh, Conway dances with her. Yeah. And the, the guy... Oh, Adele Mare, who, um, Allison Bromley. Thanks, man. But the um, that was a character, yeah. Allison Bromley. But she, yeah. she's just yeah. lovingly referred to as Allison. Yeah. Oh, I didn't ever even picked up. Yeah, but this is one like you see, like she asked him to dance, and the very, very first moment, and these are things I hate movies like. I hate this part of the movie because uh. you know it's like okay, it's war love. You know they don't know what's gonna happen, and you know. There are, you know, we we covered this in the Casablanca episode, mm. where you know you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, or like hippies in the '60s who were, they might get drafted, so things may happen, and romances might bloom within a week. But the very first moment you see this girl's eyes and you see those two look at each other, they're going to get married. Yeah. Immediately, I, I think that's a freaking cop out. And even uh, you know, going through his mind at that point was like, "Look, it's either now or never." Because I think, I think in his mind, he was thinking, "This this girl has got to be it because there there's nothing Who else." Who knows what's gonna happen? And he had yeah. no idea what his future looked like. So he straight up talks about it in the yeah. pup tents at night. Yeah, yeah. He I think I'm gonna marry that girl. Like you just <laughs> met her. Exactly. Like, not only, really? <laughs> not only does he want to marry her, he wants to knock her up so he can quote leave. Well, I don't know the exact quote, but he wants to leave behind a piece of himself in case he <laughs> dies or something. Yeah. It's like, wow. I yeah. guess. I found it kind of weird that he's telling he's telling his bunkmate this, but it's obvious they're all like in there's they're supposed to show that they're all in one giant tent. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But they're not in one giant tent because 
Everybody else is sound asleep, and the only other person who is looking at him, you know, watching him tell the story is John Wayne. <laughs> and it's very obvious he's not even there. Yeah. Like this. It was in a completely different area. It made no Yeah. yeah and it's a 1949 movie, and I get it. You know, it's I, 1950 on the. Well, it was released December 14th, 1949. Oh. So, in a way, we're, we're both right. And it just hit me. This feels like another. Uh, this this uh, is a Christmas movie. movie. Oh. oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. wait, wait a minute. This is weird. Actually. It's Christmas. I want to go to the movies and watch a war film. That's why. You know, Santa well, Claus is coming to war. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, think about it. This time, you know, like Fox News. Oh, we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Never mind. The, um, I love the that. people who would probably watch these movies are yeah. people who like they just got back. You know, they, you know, the the Gold Star families, or you know, the. Um, the you know the baby boomer you know Did just before the baby boomer, uh, nineteen forty five. Oh, well, but, in a few years. Yeah, but it's these veterans who you know like okay they might have gone they might have gone to tour and like okay they got their back now, and now they're trying something different you know, or they're you know they have a different life and they they go to see that so you imagine like in the theater there's a whole bunch of veterans and their families sitting there. Yeah. You know, at this point, you know, saying, yes, that's what it was like. Or, you know, or, no, we didn't do that. I imagine there's a lot more of, no, we didn't do that. This film was definitely going for the the realism of war. I mean, yeah. it really well, it was impressive yeah. in that perspective. And, yeah, and I did yeah. some research, actually. And you know what we were saying last night? Like, the film changed? Yeah, sometimes it, the film quality changes. It gets yeah. blurrier and fuzzier. Yeah, that was actual real film from the battle. Yes. Oh. Itself. Wait, they had a cameraman there. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There was a lot. There was yeah. a lot of archival footage used um, yeah. uh, during uh, many of the scenes of the film. I, I recall because yeah. you can tell the quality yeah. of the film. From, All of a like, sudden, it, boom! Here's a, here's, a, here's acting anymore. on a set, and here's yeah. uh, something. Here's happening. the re- yeah, here's the real <laughs> here's the deal. Shit. Yeah. Here's the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the real deal, and even one, you know, um, so. Um, Conway starts getting involved with Allison. But Stryker. Yeah, Stryker is um, the movie of the the personal part of the movie is kind of like a Conway versus Stryker kind of thing because I guess Conway hates Stryker and is basically thinks that Stryker is kind of like his dad. Yeah, the bad elements of his dad, like oh, you can't be soft, you got to be tough, and and I don't want to be that way. I want to, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like Shakespeare or something. Yeah. Well, he talks about that shit later, but... Right. Um, Stryker also warns him that it's a bad time to get serious with someone. Yeah. Yeah, and that was kind of like one of those scenes where, okay, I know I'm watching a 1949 movie because they start driving and it's clearly a green screen behind there. <laughs> More like gray screen. Yeah, like, oh, the, the green screen looks lovely this afternoon. Yes. <laughs> you know, or at least that. There, there were points during those scenes where they're on the water where it was like, are, are they actually in the water? Or yeah. The water are they in a giant over, pool or, or yes. something? Yeah. <laughs> it, was a bit, it was very odd watching somebody. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. So, um, he, where are you? So now we're getting basically starting to get to ready for battle. Oh, at also, this point, but Conway oh, they get married. Her and is like, yeah, let's get married. Yeah, she wants to get married. Yeah, and, and they got they got forty four hours and thirty two minutes. And then there's something about the guy who gets hit in the face with a bayonet. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was oh, yeah. true. And the with the bayonet, um, bayonet exercises. I actually, I think that was uh, uh, Farmer was the was the one who had that. And I, I um, haven't called ski. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's some of those like the movie runs so. The movie runs so slow that I mean it all blends to me. It also doesn't help that it's in black and white. Yeah. Sometimes the, it's hard to, harder to tell people apart in black and white. I think. That's true. That's true. I I can understand that, but the um, farmer he um, he's um, he's wounded and um, basically striker strikes the guy. Maybe that's why they named him that. That's very direct and, to yeah, say that. And, yeah. <laughs> Striker striked a guy. Is yeah. that what you're trying to say? <laughs> Struck. Struck. Yeah. It happened he, in the past. Yeah. That's right. He did strike he, the guy. Yeah. He strikes the he um he strikes them on the side where they're doing bayonet exercises with the butt of the gun and, you know, basically bruises his jaw, maybe um, but gets a few cuts, so for about 20 minutes of the film, he's walking around with a bandage on his left cheek. And um, where are we now here? I guess the, it's to show how tough yeah. Striker is on there. Yeah, that is. I think that's it. But and then around, then there's another part with music at, th- at this point, I think, where he, t- the same guy, he tries to make him dance to learn how to like thrust yeah. the bayonet. <laughs> yeah. Out. Yeah, they really got kind of lazy at that point. Yeah. I don't know if that's like a change in attitude on his part, or just to show that he's not just being, he's not you know, he's not just being an asshole for the sake of it. He knows yeah. what he's doing. Maybe I, I don't think know. I think that was it. I mean, there there are points in some war movies that I've seen, you know, where you know, um, being that I'm a boss myself, and um, you have to be hard on your subordinates at times, but you have to show levity. In order for them to buy in on certain things. Now, when you show that levity, do you use like a John Wayne impressional voice <laughs> so that it impresses upon them that hey. they must strive forward and be the best they can be at that given time? You can do it, can you? You know, I feel so enamored with the energy. I want to do this incredible work just because of that impression. I'm so impressed you, upon. Thank you. You can Thank review you. the movie, can you, Bob? Yes, Pilgrim I, yes, I can. Pilgrim. Yes, Bob. I can. I, I'm so excited. Nah, right now. Let's keep going. Nah, Let's now keep I'm going. just thinking of Family Guy, where they had John Wayne's later films, and they just had him in an outhouse the entire time. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, they shot around it, and there's was like the outhouse on top of a horse. <laughs> <laughs> the door opens up, and the horse just collapses. <laughs> there. <laughs> I don't know. It's he's not a bad actor. It's just he has to have the right role. And um, see, so he's teaching. Uh, oh, okay. Oh yeah, he's teaching <laughs> Ski how to dance his way to bayonet training. I guess yeah. um, while yeah. uh, Conway do, gets married. And they do the da 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 da. <laughs> okay, that was kind of cool. Yeah, that that was that was kind of a neat thing, and it it um it the word was going through my mind at that point. It was like um I don't know if you've seen this, Kez, but I know I know you and I have. But you remember Karate Kid Four, 
with, um, with Hillary, Hillary Swank. Swank. Yeah. They're here where... That uh, was the worst one, everybody. Oh, it was you horrible. Watch that. Yeah. That's the, the worst but one. But the scene where he teaches her how to dance by punching. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he tries to show that, like, Miyagi has a heart. <laughs> but he really just... He's just drunk the entire time. Yeah, he, were, he really was just acting for the sake of a paycheck, I think. In oh, yeah. One. No, he, he admitted it later. There was no interest yeah. in actually... Participating yeah. outside of a paycheck. Yeah. No, he admitted it later on. He's Rest like, in peace, oh, yeah. Mr. Miyagi. God yeah. bless you. Yeah. yeah. He admitted it later on. He's like, I just had gambling debts I had to pay off, and they wanted to do a fourth one. I went, what the hell? Yeah. But we'll get into that another day. So, where the dancing comes around. The and wedding. The, yeah. The, the we- Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, and they give, them, they give them baby booties. Yeah. yeah. That was adorable. See, I, yeah. I actually thought that was very nice yeah. on their part. That was very yeah. nice. They, they want us to hurry. It looked like one of, the, one of the guys actually must have crocheted overnight and said, i got to have these booties ready in time for the wedding so that when they open it, they'll be like, oh my God, and then look can, at these adorable baby booties. They yeah. can make some, then they make their booty call. Because <laughs> <laughs> they have 44 hours left to be to get their 44-hour uh, honeymoon, I guess. 44 hours before his, his shipped out. And that was very important because yeah. that, that was one thing he kept bringing up uh, with Allison when they, yeah. they had, after they got married was that he has this period of time to spend together, and he was literally like hanging on each moment because that was so important to him to spend time yeah. with his wife that he just married and probably ha- yeah. have a, have a kid with. Yeah. You know, because yeah. hey, it's a very short period of time to uh, get yeah. cozy with one another. Yeah, no, and I can I could certainly understand it because of the because of the time that you know it takes. Like I don't know if I'm coming back. I don't. I don't know what's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah. So let me knock yeah. you up and leave you a single mom. Yeah. Yeah. To fulfill my ego. Yeah. And I don't know what's gonna happen. At least enjoy. Let's enjoy some moments. And you know, the whole world is at war. So I mean, it's not only on his side, Even but on the her. Penguins. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> you know, I don't. Know. If I remember that Simpsons episode. Um, oh, yeah, when Homer joined a, the Navy. There was a, an Antarctica Navy <laughs> <Yeah>. penguins. <laughs> um, now but, they're, yeah. now um, they're out to sea on orders. Yeah. There's a lot of jumping in time. Yeah, and they're heading to Tara, Tarawa. Tarawa. Yeah. T-A-R-A-W-A. Tarawa. Where they'll encounter an angry Scarlet O'Hara. <laughs> what? No? <laughs> <laughs> And, um, you know, this is the point where they start to appreciate, you know, where Stryker's methods and what's going on. In the first couple of minutes of battle, their platoon leader, Lieutenant Baker, is killed on the beach. And uh, there's a guy who's wounded, uh, a farmer is wounded in the leg. And he gets wounded again later. So is that like an unfunny in-joke? Uh, I, yeah, but he gets wounded almost right away, and I'm like, "Damn, dude!" <laughs> like right off the, like right out of the boat, just boom. And there, I'm like, "That's really like, oh man, I just felt bad here." But um, <laughs> you know, Choyinsky uh, uh, receives a head wound, and they're going after this pinned down. Uh, they're pinned down by a pillbox. And I just want to explain what a pillbox is. Um, you that, know that one didn't look so much like a pill; like it looked bigger. The second yeah. one was definitely a pillbox. Yeah, pill box. yeah. But a pillbox is a box, and basically, you think the complete opposite of a foxhole. It's a 
a boxed area that can go from here. But you're right, though. You're right. But I think the reason why it was really big was for, you know, for the show of it. But just because John Wayne's in the movie and he has to show that he has a big breast set of balls. But, the yeah, this this when they end up on Iwo Jima later, they, yeah. there's an actual little pillbox. Right. It's tiny. But... This is the point where he has to show he has a big set of balls here because this giant pillbox. It looked more like a a vacated snack stand. Yeah, let's call that it that. Some guys yeah. are hiding in. Yeah, those. I can certainly understand that one. It's about that size. Um, so the commander of it takes charge and sends out the marines to silence the pillbox. They're successful on it. They, they they're not successful for it. They just um, people keep running, shot, yeah. run, shot. Yeah, even the point where they get flamethrowers, which that was pretty cool. You know, to try to be able to to get that to get that done. You know, yeah. to get the job done, and then uh, you know, Stryker is watching. You know, his men get picked off. And wounded, and you know, and the, and the corpsmen are coming to try to help them out. I guess the corpsman's a medic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The the handymen who are not necessarily they have side pieces just to defend themselves, but they're not necessarily you know shooting at the enemy, but they're they're helping the troops out. That's really what it is. Um, but he runs through with absolutely no problem, tosses a grenade. Right into the pillbox. Snacks, then. Snack box. Yeah, snack box. <laughs> right in there, and then just wipes out the Japanese, you know, the Japanese stronghold right then and there by himself. Because it's John Wayne. And let's say this was at the first Thanksgiving. Case, you know, and that I think that's the only reason why it had what it you know it had there. So this battle goes on for a while, and one thing I was really appreciative of, at least for um, you know, and you know, with Bob and I, I mean, we grew we grew up with military grandfathers. Yes, that's correct. You know, yep. so I mean, I had a. My grandfather, Jesse Cadero, was a warrant officer on the USS Argonne um, in the Asian theater for, uh, you know, World War II. And, you know, there's a lot that, you know, like a lot of veterans, I mean, he said, you know, this is where I was and that's really about it. Yeah. You know, but then when we saw those movies, he's like, yeah, you know, I did that, I did that. And I really believe he was in Iwo Jima. Yeah. No, not maybe not this particular battle or maybe the first battle, but Wasn't he was. He a cook? The, yeah, he was. A, he was a navy cook, but he had something to do um, in that in that area. But he was a um, he was there, and I mean, I know you were. Um, you know, John Lawrence was in um, in Europe, right? Oh yeah, oh that yeah. grandfather. Yeah, actually, yeah. both of my grandfathers were uh, in the war. I mean, for my. Uh, my grandfather, who uh, is on my my dad's side, yeah. Um, to my knowledge, he was in oh boy, which World War? Um, gosh, I want to say World War Two, and hopefully I'm correct on that one. Yeah. But I can tell you, he's told me many a stories since I was uh, a very young boy. Uh, many of them circled around his time when he was a a PFC, a private first commander is that the correct title private, private first, first class class apologies yeah. yes uh private first class <laughs> no worries. and uh 
But he had many a good story just about yeah. uh, traveling with his troops and going into places, helping people out, and just he really loved it. He valued the thing I took away from his stories was that he valued the uh, camaraderie of his of his team, of his group that he was around, and the ability to uh, help people in need and just improve uh, a really poor situation that may be very dire or bad for other people. So. My grandfather had a good car, heart, excuse me, heart. Love him very much for it. And um, yeah, that, those were many of the good stories that uh, nice. circled with me. Nice. And, you know, I appreciate that one. But to my point, you know, this is one where I was watching this with uh, with Jesse Cadero years ago. And, like, he said, you know, like, look, that's a really good thing they show. Because there's a lot of movies where you, they don't tell you the time that it takes you know, for, like, they they say flat out, you know, this battle lasted three days. Three days and three yeah, nights. Yeah, three, yeah, it lasted three days of them fighting, and, you know, some people think, oh, they have a battle, okay, they fight for a few hours, and then they just go to their corners. And, you know, we're very far removed from all-out action. Um, and we haven't seen that in, you know, many, many, a long time. Um, so it's, it's good to see that there's a sense of time, but you get the sense, at least at this point in the movie, how much, you know, it's actually taken out of them. And, um, so after the whole pillbox thing and, uh, yeah, the, we have that. And then, um, Thomas, who, this is why I, I hate out, I hated this character at this point uh, he's with this Greek guy and another dude, and they, they're they off in the area, and he's like, oh, God, I'm out of ammunition. Um, oh, did I jump too far ahead? Oh, no, I just didn't know if you wanted me to oh, okay. take some of Yeah, the, you can jump in there. Um, yeah. yeah, so Thomas goes to get ammo, but he gets distracted by coffee of all things oh the coffee scene yeah yes like 40 Uh, minutes we later find out because oh we all know coffee is just real delicious (laughs) no i'm being sarcastic i hate coffee oh i love coffee so i I thought it was great that they used a uh, one of the helmets the guys (laughs) yeah yeah that was pretty cool And and they used it over fire so that was pretty cool to see that but the fact that this character abandoned his post at that particular time was very uh very he poor took minded his on time. his part. Yeah, he definitely took his time. Yeah. Yeah, because and then enemies come and yeah. beat yeah. up his pals. Yeah. 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 The Greek dude dies, uh, Helenopolis, and um, the one of the dude who has he has injuries. And we think he's dead. Yeah, and it's not that he stopped for coffee that pissed me off. It's the fact that he's going to get ammunition to save his buddies. Hey, you got coffee, and then he sits back, not giving two shits about anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, this is the life. This is great. Your fucking buddies are going to die out that way. You got to go get them. Like, they're relying on you there. At least he brought them back some coffee, but... Well, yeah, yeah, coffee bullets. Coffee bullets. What are we going to do? I had a feeling what was going to happen because of MASH. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that guy wasn't expected to go back. He just went back for seconds for food. Yeah. And then he was, like, survivor guilt. True, true. Like, I... Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember remember that, yeah. Um, But the, the... It's just there, like, okay, you're in a very dangerous situation. You have ammunition. 
that can save your buddies. You got the ammunition. You go back and get your buddies, and you all go back for coffee later. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got that. Okay, good. Get rid of the enemy. Guys, let's go back that way. They got coffee over there. Can you save this for us? We need to go bring our buddies back. Yeah, okay, fine. And, like, the, I'm assuming he was a quartermaster, or I assume that he was a cook, or... You know, one of those that was supporting who was making the coffee at that point. And I the reinforcements. Yeah. Well yeah, they were yeah, they're waiting. Like, okay, look yeah, I assume he would say, Yeah, sure, I'll save it. Okay, no problem. Like, go back, but spend forty minutes with, you know, literally well, literally figuratively, like they got their pants down right here. Yeah, very like, it's just, And they yeah. get fucked. Yeah. Non sexual, yeah. of course. Just, just <laughs> completely non sexual. Just don't worry very, about very that. clear about don't that. Worry about yeah. That. So um, yeah. yeah, he's messed up after that. Yeah. But um, then it's... Uh, Stryker learns that his men are going to be targets at night, and so they have to be very, very quiet to try not to reveal how uh, thin they, they're spread out. Because they're hunting nips. Oh, God. <laughs> we see nips over there. They keep saying that over and over again, and all I can think of is is people flying little pink saucers zapping. <laughs> It sounds stupid and ridiculous. Yeah, I I had a lot of trouble. I kept hearing the word come up, and I'm like, is that offensive? Like, what is a nip? I mean, (laughs) when I think of a nip, I always think of those bottles you get at the alcohol shop. (laughs) What would you like? Oh, I like a nip of whatever that crap is over there that's blue or Or, something. Or a wardrobe malfunction. Uh, Somebody turned (laughs) up the AC, that kind of thing. Or maybe it was little nip chocolates or something. No, I'm thinking of like... Yeah. Somebody yeah, turned up the AC and you get all hard. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Here. It sounds yeah. hilarious and wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just weird. Um, like, come up, if you're going to come up with racist insults, yeah. make them not sound hilarious and stupid. Yeah. Um, I do have one point to bring up here. Is actually, I just looked at my notes. And uh, one of the guy, the guy who was injured but survived that fight, um, was a guy who was known as Bass. And the um, they they connect again, and he says, "Hey, I I feel good. I'm fine. I feel good." That actor's name was James Brown. <laughs> and I I just I just read my notes right here, and he just read me as like funny, but like. Ah, okay, I get it. <laughs> but uh, I just figured that's there. So we're yeah, they're at, at night. Um, yeah, on the cover of darkness. All right. Yeah. That doesn't stop Stryker. I mean, that doesn't stop Conway from picking an argument with Stryker. I can't right. remember what it was though. Well, he wanted to like Bass was screaming for oh, him yeah, like, yeah. "Hey, let's go ahead and." They weren't sure yeah. if it was a trap or who it was at first. And yeah, like, how many people know your name? Yeah, Conway... The enemy don't know your name. Conway, um... Huh. But they could have, you know, held him captive and made him do that, you know? Yeah, that's true, yeah. But Stryker, you can kind of... You can see it in his eyes. He, he feels really guilty and he's really uncomfortable listening to the guy call out. You're saying John Wayne showed emotion? Yes, I am. With oh. his eyes. Yeah, true, true. And didn't he start to sweat? Yeah. 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 The, uh, yeah, he did. He did here. It's like, well, you're, you're, I'm going to go out and you're going to have to kill me. He's like, that's just what I'll do. Yeah, he pulls a gun on And that's in the preview for the movie itself. You're like, I'll go ahead and do it right now. Like, and, you know, obviously he's, he's thinking about all of his men. 
not just thinking about one, and that that's a real tough position to be in. Yeah. You know, and I think at this point they get uh, they get on out of there now, right? They they have some weird cuts in the movie sometimes. They cut to yeah. the troops coming in to relieve them, so it's like we don't know if I guess nobody yeah. found them. Yeah. Um, well, then, yeah, we assume at the most part they get, they're they gone, yeah. Then there's, like, some footage of a funeral thing on a ship, and they're disposing of the dead wrapped in giant flags overboard. Right. Um, and then something about Stryker sharing his sake, but... He, yeah. He, he, I don't know where he originally got it. He just wants people to think that he got it off a dead guy. Yeah, please say you get you you got it off of a dead Japanese guy at that point, and you you got it off of the dead guy, and okay, fine, and you know. I'm then, assuming he doesn't want to appear soft. Yeah, but I don't well, know where he even got that stuff. If yeah, well, I assume like he's really battle hardened at that point, and you know, in order to get to that point, like we back up a we back up a little bit. He's a commander of a unit, and. At this point in time, it's about 1942, 43 in the film. And you got to think, the U.S. military, at least the Navy, the Marine, the Marines always got their stuff last. Yeah. Their supplies, their training, everything. They always get that last. They're the last ones. Uh, I don't know what the exact order is, but I know they're at the end. And... They, um, the U.S. military had nothing. Like they had all the all the branches. They had nothing left. They were using a lot of old World War One stuff, um, you know, the equipment and everything else. So if they knew war was ramping up, he was probably bouncing around a lot, and he might have been in you know in Pearl Harbor or something like that, or somewhere near there. <laughs> so he probably got something from that. Well, they end up in Hawaii afterwards. Yeah. Oh, we we didn't even. Uh, oh, do we miss something? Um, well, he gets drunk again in Hawaii, but he already oh, did get yeah. drunk in New Zealand, I yeah. think. And the the guys, I think, are t- the, the military yeah. police are coming, and they're tempted to let him get in trouble, I think. Yeah. But then they... Semper Fi. Yeah. We're, but then they yeah. cover for him. Semper Fi, we're all... He's an asshole, but... He, you know, he's an asshole, but he's our asshole. Friends stick together. <laughs> yeah. He's our asshole. Like we're not gonna, yeah, we're not gonna let him there. So we do end up with another bar scene, but um, yeah, uh, yeah. Where are we? Um, the troops into relief, oh. and then the sake. And then the Marines yeah. are hanging out in Hawaii, and replacements join. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, and that was the we find out that that guy lived even though he got beat up in the foxhole and was, like, in a pool of blood. Um, and then, does he not remember? Thing? He doesn't know why Al Thomas didn't come back right away. Probably he's, not, he no. T- he's talking to Stryker about it, and he's like, oh, yeah, you, he <laughs> went to get ammo, didn't come back for 40 minutes. And then yeah. Stryker's like, wait a second. And then, yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, get, oh, all right. Yeah, uh, we're at this scene now. Yeah. yeah, you get some to come with him into the woods or something, and then yeah. they beat the shit out of each other until some other military guy shows up and is like, you get court-martialed for this. Did we mention that Stryker striked first? I just yeah. wanted to point that <laughs> yeah. out. Stryker striked first. Yeah. Well, he was like, well, at least I know, you. what did he say, you're not a snitch? Yeah, because... Yeah, or um, something like that, yeah. At least... Uh, uh, Al Thomas, despite um, 
getting his ass beat and beating him up also um yeah mentions that uh <laughs> he covers for him i like the excuse he was showing me a judo move <laughs> that's, that's okay right. there'll be no j- more judo now <laughs> yes sir like, <laughs> like he should have turned and looked at him and went Thank you. <laughs> like, but they do kind of make up. You just saved my ass, Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have a heart-to-heart talk because, um, you know, Thomas it was eating him up inside, and he's glad that he got found out and won't make the mistake again and that kind of stuff. And yeah. Stryker kind of understands. And, yeah, they go back to whatever they're doing, and we find out that Conway's wife had a baby. Yeah, and time jump. And that was nice. I'm like, okay, like he's got, hey, I'm a dad, I'm a dad, and you can see, you know, again, you know, it's at a point. I mean, we're do, we've done so many of these movies. You could see where John Wayne's not there at all. Like, there's a there's a clear cut where he's on another side of the set and he's looking yeah. in that direction, <laughs> smiling, and then it goes back to them in a completely different direction. And I'm like, okay, like, hey, everybody fall in, and then everybody's there. I'm like, they didn't shoot this in that order. Like, You know that for sure, or are you just guessing? Oh, I'm guessing completely, but it's just some things I start to notice lately. I mean, from my in my opinion, I always found it odd, but I, I think yeah. the idea the filmmaker was going for was that somehow, and this is a, a long shot to even uh, say, state this, but somehow that Stryker was actually always in earshot of all these um, numerous conversations that would pop up, and the fact that you'd have mm, uh, John Wayne yeah. looking on with his like super cinematic. Uh, Facial skills would be always looking. <laughs> like, I'm listening, I'm hearing it, and he's somehow taking it in on some kind of personal or yeah. emotional level. He's a I mean, strong, silent I, type. Yeah, that that's very true. But that, that's what I took away. Uh, that seemingly he was that the filmmaker like was trying thought. to interpret to us the audience. But yeah, I like that thought a lot. Yeah, that's so, good. Yeah, they're out on leave in Honolulu. Uh, yeah. Strikers getting drunk. Yeah, and then this lady. It hits on him, and I think her pendant looked a lot like an upside down pot leaf. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think it's one point earlier where he's like, Well, you're not gonna get blind stinking drunk again. It's like, I don't start out to get blind drunk, <laughs> and I just leave it at that. He was one of the most control alcoholics in those scenes. I was yeah. so impressed with it. I don't know if he was drunk or if he could just really handle his liquor, but at yeah. no point, it's like he, he was always on the mark with whatever he responded with. It was very impressive, Yeah. assuming he was drinking, I don't know. Yeah. I well, think it was actually whiskey. Uh, yeah. Uh, the uh, yes, the whiskey. Yeah. Well, he always he always had whiskey, yeah. no matter what, in any of his movies. Yeah, always whiskey. But this is a scene where it's my most favorite line in the <laughs> entire movie, out of all of it, where he <laughs> he, you know, she's there and he doesn't want to have anything to do with her. And it, she's like, well, I'm sorry to bother you. He's like, nah, sit down, finish your drink. And he says, I'm sorry to sound so tough. <laughs> it's John freaking Wayne. Like, he has he has one emotion. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> this is the happiest day of my life. And even, like, 
it, like five minutes later where he's, he's leaving this woman's house. She's like, I'll pray for you, Sergeant. Let's not get into religion. He seemed pretty happy <laughs> yeah. when he left. Oh, home. yeah, yeah. Like He was a happy he, guy. but He, he was did, expressing happiness. But he still was tough. Like it's still, it's still, it's my favorite line out of the whole movie. I like the, the lady bitching about a uh, sixty-five cent whiskey and how expensive it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you soldiers don't get they rip you they rip your soldiers off. Oh, <laughs> uh, and it turns out her name is Mary, just like his ex, and he apologizes. Her name too, huh? <laughs> Yeah, she she kind of clocks him as he's bitter about somebody in the past kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, what what surprised me was she's actually a hooker or a prostitute. Uh, I don't. I think a hooker. Was she? Yeah, and no, I was reading up on uh, it, and she's actually considered a hooker. I mean, she's uh, one of the classiest hookers I've ever seen. But maybe in the the fifties, they were all classy. I don't know if that was their mindset uh, when they were on the street. But this I didn't woman, know that. it was actually oh, a hooker. Yeah. And oh, the fact I that we also see. Uh, you know, she leaves to go get more whiskey for uh, Stryker. They go back to her place because apparently it's cheaper to drink there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Stryker uh, seemingly hears a sound from another room, thinking maybe it's uh, somebody trying to break in. Walks rem- over to the door, <laughs> opens and sees a, a, a baby in a crib. And Stryker's like, uh, okay, what just happened? But then you see the character in his stereotypical way of trying to put two and two together. Uh come to terms that this is uh, clearly somebody who has uh, a baby and is a hooker and clearly dad's not around so there's something up yeah and then uh, once she comes back and uh, she uh, rips open the uh, grocery bag which had i think salt or something <coughs> no it had it? something called pablum pablum yeah, yeah. Is, Sorry, that must I know be some kind of baby, baby formula, food yeah. baby formula i know it's a also part of an expression like to feed someone pablum something bland right mm. Probably, Maybe yeah. it must be yeah. baby food. Yeah. Or f- yeah. baby formula or something. Yeah, Dan's not here, so we can't do IMDB, but Bob's checking on it right now. Yeah, I'm looking up Pablo. Yeah. yeah. And she's surprised no that idea. he knows about babies. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have one of your own. I, yeah, I, I guess that's how you spell it. Yeah, yeah. Give me a minute, folks. I'm working on it. All right. <laughs> the, um, I think what <laughs> I, I liked about it is at least that you, you start to see him as more of a human and less of a um you know less just a sergeant you know you know well you got it no i don't i want you to finish your thought i want yeah to less of a time. sergeant you see him as more of a um you know like okay this this is this is john striker the dad like he has just a few moments with a little child and he's like yeah i kind of miss my kid and he yeah. tosses yeah. him a money clip like it's a toy yeah <laughs> How about you like one of these? <laughs> and then he gets her some money, too. You kids like this, don't you? Before we leave that scene, I did want to mention that I looked up pablum. It's spelled P-A-B-L-U-M. It's a processed cereal for babies marketed, I guess, by the Johnson Company back in the uh, early to mid-30s. That makes sense. Is that and, the same uh, as Johnson & Johnson? I think I, that so, That was my yeah. first thought. But the, the Latin yeah. word for pablum, or pabulum... Uh, it means food stuff. So, <laughs> pablum is somehow food stuff, folks. If you you're hungry, grab some pablum. There's food in there. There's stuff there, for food. Yeah. I thought like, Cheerios were for babies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets to leave now. But he seems pretty happy. Yeah. And, and she's happy, and they. I don't know. I mean, she's happy about the money, probably. But they just. He's yeah, cheerful. He acts a, cheerful. Yeah. 
I think he has a little bit more human connection besides, you know, and I think at this point in the movie, um, he's had maybe almost a year with these guys, mm. and he probably hasn't seen, he hasn't seen his wife and children God knows how long, um, but he hasn't been around anyone else besides soldiers and maybe a year they even mentioned so. it. Yeah, it was with Mary that he this that whole scene was a big um, emotional break for the character. Believe it or not, if you can believe that, because we yeah. have such a stereotypical Wayne yeah. uh, in the role of striker, but there was a sense of levity for the character, showing that hey, he's a dad, and even mildly expressed it to yeah. Mary uh, in that scene. And you see just the slightest uh, break of the character, so it wasn't the stern uh, yeah. leader that he's been throughout ninety nine percent of the film. Instead, I wouldn't you see, say 99%. Uh, father, cause, at least. Well, up to this point. Well, there's yeah. things like the dancing. And yeah. the, uh, in his eyes, you can see how uncomfortable he's getting listening to that guy shouting. Yeah. True. True, yeah. But, but now, really, yeah. Yeah, but you really see him really shed that military role at that point. So you know, even, at least, uh, yeah. What was really amazing, too, is that when he leaves that... Uh, the woman's house. He we're joined. He's he finds was a Conway outside of this woman's house. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. No, Char- some guy named Charlie, I think. Yeah, Charlie. Who, yeah, Charlie. Different guy. Who, yeah, I believe was the one who outranked them. Yeah, and they walk into a bar. They go back to the yeah. bar and that's- I'll buy you a drink. <laughs> aye aye, sir. And one yeah. of the one of the cool things about mm-hmm. that transition of scene is that's the first time in film we hear lock and load. Yep. Again, I'll say it yep. again, lock and load. That was very yeah. popular with the military. Yeah, very that's true. That's one of the first times on film that it's used oh. uh, yeah. in a cinematic scene that we see lock and load. Yeah. A very popular phrase. Yeah, I agree. I agree here. I like this scene that follows where uh, con- you, you get back and the two plots kind of intertwine again where, you know, he just spent time with a child and... He started to be more of a family man again. Now he's got to go back to being the commander. But Conway is passing around cigars saying, Hey, I'm going to be a dad. He hands one to his boss, you know, Stryker. And, you know, then, then he rips them. He says, Look, I'll, you know, on duty, you say jump. I'll say how high. I'll do whatever you want. Off duty, to hell with you. Then, like, a better terms, yeah. Right. Yeah, but the hell with you. Do like, do we understand each other? And I said, why don't you rip him limb from limb? And maybe he saw his dad. You know, he saw a bit of his old friend in him. Maybe he's you know, and even Stryker. John Wayne says, "I'm getting soft in my old age." Stryker says that um, uh, that he doesn't blame Conway for feeling that way, and yeah. he handles everything in stride, just like pretty much everything he does. Yeah. Um, also, Conway says he's not going to let his kid to grow up to be tough like Stryker or his dad, Sam, either. Yeah. Um, like, he'll let him read Shakespeare, that kind of thing. I'm going to make him intelligent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, was, that was a good line. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, the subject, apparently Stryker named his kid Sam after uh, Conway's dad, also. I think that's what kind of started that. I think Stryker's trying to kind of was trying not make friends, but just I don't trying know. Trying to relate to him. Yeah, make him like him, but to some degree. But Conway yeah. isn't having it. Yeah, I, I felt the, the the relationship between Stryker and Conway was like that of a, a mentor, but a 
kind of mentor from a distance because mm. uh, I feel like Conway, yeah, they, they had great opposition of uh, how they perceive things, how they would want to bring up their uh, children. But the great thing uh, about them is that as is, as the movie progresses, their relationship changes. You you see like, and it's so hard to see, folks. There is like a slight subtlety of character amongst all of them. You, this is a film you really have to pay subtlety, attention to yeah. because there's a great. It's really hard to even like. I watched it, but I noticed like hints or subtlety of character change where you see these genuinely strong-minded uh, army men, military individuals, and they're brilliant at what they do. But you see uh, their human side, that that emotional right. side. But you see glimpses of it, hints of it. You don't see a full-on change of character. So you really have to pay attention when you're watching this film yeah. to see the, the, the emotional aspect of each character. And it's really something that keeps you uh, attached in that manner when you're watching the film. That's a good point. Mm. That's, a really, that's a really good point there. Um, yeah, and then after that, you start to see a little more of the... Like, he comes back into the military leader... Um, when they're doing a training exercise and they're pre- they're getting people used to throwing <laughs> grenades, uh. and one guy McHugh who drops a live grenade in the wrong way, and then everybody ducks to the ground except Conway, who's reading a letter from his girl. And I can't help but hear it as I read my notes. I can't help but hear my grandfather in the back of my voice. Uh, in the back of my head, you know, hear him, you know, yeah, he was reading a letter from his dame, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah, his dame had that, and he was distracted by his girl, and, you know, he he, he had to get his head in the game there. And, Stryker called him out on it before, yeah. too, for not paying attention that yeah. he could get hurt. Yeah, and he, he got him, basically saved his life, and he says, you know, look, you, you want to go back to her, don't you? Yeah. Get your head in the freaking game. Right. That's a tiny grenade explosion, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody down! (laughs) (laughs) It it just amazed me. I mean, clearly that's part of the the film plot to have that happen for that emotional uh, exchange between uh, Conway and Stryker. But the fact that you even had uh, the trainer teaching that private, like, don't throw it backwards. And it's (laughs) like the guy acknowledges, says, okay, I will not throw it backwards. But he still... Throws it backwards. It's like I get it. it's part of the plot, but yeah. come on. Come yeah, on. I, I can. Yeah, yeah. I see. I see your point. <laughs> so at this point now, we get to There's, this. We get to the name of the movie. <clears throat> yes, uh, they're sailing on a ship. Um, Conway tells Stryker he, he's got this voice in his head telling him he won't survive. Um, there's a presentation on Iwo Jima. And, like, there's a volcano there. and yeah. Oh, also, there's a part where after that there's, like, this horns going off. And there's, like, a random dog with a hat. Yeah, a little floaty device, Ev- too. Everyone's yeah. scrambling around. Where the hell did the dog with the hat come from? I don't know. That was the most random, like, out of, like, where did the dog come from? <laughs> like, where has it been the whole time? They're, they're going to war, but, aw, dog in a little hat. Okay, oh, my God, they're going, aw. <laughs> Yeah, like. <laughs> and also, like, when they take the boats to shore, the little boats, there's, like, what was it, the message the captain wrote on yeah, it? It's too late to worry now. 
That yeah. was amusing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, drive it. Did you do that? And I think like there was also like really good camaraderie with them. They and, also like, had like a lot of pinup pictures around. Yeah. He's the cool boat driver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. sexy photos of the sexy women around him. Yeah, and you know, the pinups themselves, they're nice. They're like, yeah, hey, he's got all these books here with him. Oh, that was a different guy. Yeah. He stuffed was, his pocket with books. Yeah. Oh, that was the private that threw the grenade back. Yeah. Guy, yeah. yeah, he's got, yeah. Oh, the- yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. I got all these books. He's like, yeah, you know, earlier on you find out he's not even 18 years old. Yeah. yeah. Which was not uncommon at that time. I think he lied. He's, he said he was uh, trying to, like... 19, know. sir. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Go, when? Going 18. On 18. <laughs> no, it's 19. When? Oh, I'm 18. Going on 18. <laughs> and I'm like... That's yeah. That's actually what happened. My grandfather enlisted in the Navy, but he was actually a few, it was a few days before his 18th birthday that he got on. And he used his brother's birth certificate to get on here. That actually was a funny story with how he enlisted. I'll tell you. I'll tell everybody later. <coughs> you know this story. I don't think you do. Right. Right here, but the um, eating bananas. Yeah, the banana, the banana story. Yeah, Harry Belafonte, the, the banana yeah, boat song. The, <laughs> so they're there, like there. There's some really good human points too, and is uh, I don't remember who it was, but one uh, one guy walks up to the sergeant. Sergeant, man, I'm scared. He's like, I'm scared too. You get scared. I'm always scared. Let's move out. And I'm like, wow, like that. That's that's really good. And I mean, as a as a boss as well. And I mean, in the military, you know, there are you have people who are um, who are in charge of units, and then you have you know people, other people who are leaders in the unit who are in charge of other things. And you know, when you have something that goes on, and you you know, as a, a leader, and you have to turn to the supreme leader of the group and say, "Hey, I'm really having this problem, but I don't want the other people to know." You know, and then you say, yeah, I'm kind of feeling that same way, too. But, you know, at least if they're carrying it on with a clear head, it kind of gives you a little bit of a... It gives you a little bit of time to calm down and, like, okay, just assess where your head's at. I thought that was great. Um, At least just for, you know, for me, for parts that I can say good about this film... And then they're on Iwo Jima, and you that's know, one nasty ass beach. Yeah, <laughs> just a big sandy dune of sandy, yeah. sandy, sandy, sandy. Yeah, and, and like burned palm trees, or yeah. burned trees, or well, yeah, it just well, looked absolutely yeah. brutal. It's like the last place you would ever want to go, but yeah. if you're sent there because yeah. you have to go there. You're gonna go there. Yeah. Hell, they're, and, they're yeah. crawling on their bellies, and one guy, he's yeah. all like, "This dirt." He's just going on about how he can't yeah. believe the dirt. Yeah. But, but that actually it wasn't even really sand. It was like uh, soot or the yeah. volcanic dirt. Some kind yeah. of volcanic ash. So, yeah, or over the yeah. De- over the from the dead volcano, yeah. and even the wording was, you know, the Why? yeah. The Lord made the made the earth in seven days, and he left all the crap over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and those poor guys, man. I felt bad. That was one scene where I really felt for those guys. Really, that guy did. must have been a. Actually, I think that was farmer. He yeah, that was farmer. A yeah. actual farmer because he's yeah. like nothing. Nothing could grow in this. Why do people want this land? And, yeah. yeah, you know. I yeah, guess and a, a comment. Um, why do they fight over land that nobody even wants? To, that can't even grow anything. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's war. You know, trading men for real estate. That's the way war is. And Iwo Jima was really the Japanese holdout 
and they placed uh, you know the navy they placed their their army there to protect the mainland of of Japan from outsiding forces so if they t- if the the allied powers took that over then they knew they had Japan at that point because the, the, there was nothing to stop them from heading into Tokyo I just want to take s- the emperor I just want to say emo aunt jemima <laughs> I don't know, that popped in my head when you kept saying Iwo Jima before. <laughs> oh, and yeah. there was one of the guys who seemed obsessed. He just, who, with, uh, he wanted to raise a flag somewhere. Yeah. And kept learning how to fold a flag. Yeah. But uh, yeah. somebody else keep kept beating him to it. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take down, you know how many, you know how many of the enemy I took out? I took down 32, but did I have a medal? Nope. No, I didn't do that. But you know what? They're gonna name a street after me in Tokyo, <laughs> and yeah, you know, he wants to, you know. And I kind of felt bad towards that point, but then they, they were, okay, let's go raise this flag, uh, jumping a bit. But he says, you know, oh look, I got a flag, and like he pulls out, he's like, no, no, put your flag away. We're gonna use this flag, and like ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, he really didn't get to use his flag after all. He shrugged and said he'll put it up in Tokyo, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it is what it is there. So they're selected a forty man patrol. They're gonna head up uh, Mount Surabachi. I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, during the charge, we lose Flynn, Stein, Fowler, uh, and there's a lull in the fighting. And there are a couple of lulls, you know, where they go ahead, they bunker down, but. There was an issue to it, but they go ahead, they try to get some sleep, and I assume they didn't sleep very well the night before, because they're all about to bunker down, and then the lieutenant pulls Stryker over and says, we need your men to be ready, 0700, we're going to go near that Japanese tank right there, we're going to rendezvous, and then we're taking this mountain. i got to say something about yeah. the de- the deaths in this movie. Yeah. It's like... Ooh. It's it's like the grab your chest, fall back like a cartoon character kind of death. Yeah, well, nope. that's the way the deaths were at, at that, that time. Yeah, there aren't like squibs and stuff going off. Yeah, how is uh, Saving Private Ryan? It's I, I, brutal. I, now I'm kind of wondering yeah. as a comparison. I I haven't seen that, but I heard it was super gory. Oh, it's brutal. Like I wonder yeah. if that. You seen it? Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, oh yeah, a very yeah. good film. Yeah, oh, it's a great film, but I mean, yeah. the, the deaths are brutal. Do you no. think this film would have benefited for gruesome deaths too? Um, instead of oh my chest, fall. yeah. I mean, you see, I agree. You do see a lot of uh, deaths in the uh, throughout the film, but you never see anyone bleed. So I don't know if they have oh, the, in, yeah. the guy in the blood fox packs hole. or yeah. It looked like they barely bled though. I mean, well, there was he a had like a pool of blood chest. under him. Yeah. After All they right. beat the shit out of yeah. him. Yeah. Well, you gotta think. This is in the time of you know, and it's just ahead of it. But like the you know, we we've watched the show The Rifleman. Oh yeah. A lot or like cowboy and Indian movie you know films where you know they're shot and they're shot off the horse and they just they fall off the horse and you presume they're dead. Yeah. And you kind of know they're dead, and like to quote my grandmother, stuff didn't need to be shown at the time to know what happened. You just kind of knew what happened. I think yeah. there was a corpse with a bullet hole, though. The yeah 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 you're right you're right yeah for, yeah somewhere yeah. yeah somewhere huh. the um well basically to get to this point, and we'll talk about like how this film could have been better. 
Um, there is a tank with flames shooting out of it, like yeah. a like some kind of anti firefighter thing. That was pretty cool. I know that that was pretty cool, and that that technique was used, and that what the the reason for that was they didn't want to have any enemy soldiers hiding in any, any clearing or hiding anywhere, so they just burned the hell out of all of it, yeah. and then proceeded over. But it was like a hose of flame. Yeah, that that was pretty awesome. I, they should be the firemen, and then they fight the firefighters who fight them <laughs> with the water. Yeah, I just I love firemen, how the uh, watermen. Yeah. yeah, the PFC just stood behind the uh, tank with his uh, yeah telephone yeah. with the radio phone. Yeah, he walking. Like, he was just like telling them, "All right, turn yeah. right here and uh, light them up." Yeah, you know, just take them out. It was yeah. incredible just to watch the whole scene play out. Yeah. Slow? I have no idea. Uh, well, I think at that point, yeah, there were times where you had somebody a soldier walking behind them. Yeah, and there <laughs> were you know. There were there would be enemy you know an enemy with a hand grenade could just easily sneak up on the side and you don't have peripheral vision you only see what's right in front of you in a oh, tank so that's why they he so called, they I would walk on, yeah they would actually, walk on the side and then uh, at least have somebody with a gun you know you know I guess they don't do that nowadays but at least at the time you know you have somebody with a gun on the side that if somebody was trying to come up at least they could protect them. Oh, the, in, okay. in the tank, you know, protect the too. tank. Yeah. It does, yeah, yeah, that, but it's there. But yeah, that was a cool point. All right, light them up, boy, and then, whoosh, like, incredible. Yeah, yeah. okay, like yeah. you know, here, like you just imagine if it was today, like you'd have Hulk Hogan's Real American theme playing as soon as that ended. You know, like Ivanette and Yaj, bitches, <laughs> ride the the big nice, tank gun. Nice. Ooh, hot um, feet. Yeah, so we're at this point where if you've been watching through this film, you know what's going to happen at this point, or at least I did because I was I was reading some notes while I was watching it. I did but, until the stupid um, go ahead. caption spoiled it like thirty seconds. Yeah, and you kind of know what's coming because Stryker and Conrad are talking about oh you feel better because that little voice about you dying was wrong. And, yeah. And Stryker goes on about how life feels great, and then the, the stupid... Yeah, hold on. he says this line. is I feel the best I've ever felt in my whole life. There's a death sentence Let's in have the movie. a cigarette, and then he stands up and gets shot in the throat. Oh, that was a throat, too? Yeah. But the dumb... The, yeah. The caption spoil it. Like, yeah. 30 seconds early is, yeah. like, a sound effect. Yeah, even if like, it wasn't that, it's like, okay, like, going into that into that scene where they wake up... great. They yeah. wake up the next morning, and then he's leading. I'm like, okay, my men respect me. We're going to win this. We're, I'm sorry. We're doing really, really well. Everything's good. He's going to die. Like, yeah. it just, it showed. I'm like, okay, that's that's the difference. And then on Amazon Prime, the description just says it right out. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, that's They true. fight a war, and then the, the commander gets shot. Like, yeah. what the yeah, fuck? That's true. Who's the asshole yeah, the who wrote like, that? Oh. Oh, yeah, okay. And the, uh, but you're right. Uh, and the brilliance thing is, after that uh, yeah. scene, as that scene continues, and after uh, Stryker dies... Uh, one of the PFCs uh, opens uh, a pocket of uh, Stryker, and yeah. we find out that uh, he, as we uh, learned earlier in the film when he was with the uh, the hooker, Mary, that he is a father, that he has been trying to send his son um, a series of letters that seemingly have not been able to reach him. And in doing so, uh, this letter was the last one he, he wrote, and he was desperately hoping to, to reach his son, but it was such a... 
it was really like we were really being strung along to like really feel the emotional um, outcry from this character. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I looked at it as like I was from the filmmaker's perspective. It's uh, or sorry, the director's perspective. I was being told feel emotional for this guy, and we're gonna really stick it to you by reading, having uh, the PFC that was read the letter yeah. and really uh, hit it home for you. I felt it. I mean, was it a bit much the fact that they even read it? Yes, but. It really brought home um, or brought to a close the character. And as I as said earlier in discussion, you see uh, these subtle uh, hints of uh, the emotionality of the character. And I think this was really trying to close that chapter on Stryker by having uh, th this letter uh, be read. And the worst part of it was that the letter wasn't even uh, finished. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is that you see Conway finally come to. He, you know, this guy that he's been fighting the whole time, like having this opposition to and challenging. Right. He, he breaks down and Conway says, I'll finish that letter for him. He, yeah. I'll finish that letter and write, bring it to his son and that, make sure he gets it. That's sweet. And but it was really like, wow. Um, yeah. Won't, Beautiful. Won't really he have different well handwriting or was it typed? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to say. I think, well, I mean. Yeah, I think what if he handed it to him, then he can explain, hey, you know, which now I'm getting the Pulp Fiction scene in my mind now. But uh, with Christopher Walken. Oh, but, God. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he doesn't stash he did, it up his butt. Yeah, at least he didn't hand him a watch. Um, this watch, your yeah. daddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he's like, I, I, I wanted to give him this letter. <laughs> he hit it the only way he could. Yeah. And the. Um, <laughs> this watch. Yeah. So, yeah, he gets the letter, and then, you know, moments later they, they raise up. And, the flag. Yeah, they they stand up, and then the flag of Iwo Jima is being raised, and that was like wow. The flag just, was being raised over Iwo Jima, the U.S., yeah. the United States flag. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and it's look, the look just like you know, like the famous photo. Yeah, it's yeah. the iconic image. You know, I mean, we're we're in the Fall River Mass area, and there's an Iwo Jima memorial at the waterfront. Um, that it's I was down there this morning. And you know, just getting some inspiration for doing this episode. Because we that and, the landmark is a big fat World War Two battleship. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah, and you know, it hit me too. It's a World War Two battleship, and then you have on on the other end the entire stretch of the waterfront, and then you have another one at the very end of it. Mm. So it's like it, enco it encompasses that entire period within about a mile and a half. Hey, I, That's I'd like pretty to neat, do, too. Yeah. I'm going to do a little tourism plug for um, the city of Fall River, but Go for if it, you want to see some great uh, relics from war, I recommend Fall River, Massachusetts, because we have not only the uh, Iwo Jima statue, we also have uh, a series of other amazing ships, and um, because my... Uh, my co-staff here are so much more intelligent. They'll they'll name them because but my. Yeah. I know there's a museum yeah. in the battleship. Yeah. Right in there. Well, yeah. There's the USS Massachusetts Thank that you, you know yeah. known as the Big Mamie. The Big Mamie. And that's uh, it. Yeah. yeah, the the yeah, U.S. the jo the, jo <laughs> the USS Joseph uh, Joseph S. Kennedy. Yes. As well, that um, that's right on the side of it. Yeah, uh, I didn't think we had any other yeah. ships though, just yeah. those two. Yeah, the uh, and then there's the torpedo there as well, mm -hmm. but the um, the submarine rather huh. submarine right there, yeah. right there, right there. Submarine. Yeah, right in the middle. That's right. Yeah, yeah the one, it's a very small one, mm -hmm. but and you know number fifty nine, um, the named after our, uh, the company who we're recording. 
uh, Studio 59 Media. We're not there. So we just want to we're say not, that. You know, we're, we're not actually yeah, we're not there that. right now. Hence this thing, I hope of course. You but, didn't just ruin an Easter egg or yeah. something. Well, what? I don't know if he cares or not. Nah. Well, we're we're not there. we're not in the studio. Well, maybe we are, and I just lied. I don't uh, know. No, no, no don't worry about it. Well, we're, we're 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 li- we're live here on this one. Totally. So that was a plot twist. Yeah, folks. Don't listen here. to what I so, said. <laughs> I think um, for this movie, like, what could have made it better? Obviously, it's built. the The name of the movie is The Sands of Iwo Jima. And we don't see the effing sands of Iwo Jima until the last 20 minutes of the film. True. Yeah. So... The first three quarters of the film, it's like, yeah. where is Iwo Jima? The, yeah. the whole plot of the... I mean, clearly, yeah. the title is Iwo Jima. Wherever it's like Waldo we is? Wait for <laughs> this film to get to the, the crux of it, and we yeah. have to wait, like, three quarters to actually get to the Iwo Jima. It's yeah. incredible. I'm like, why did yeah. they call it Iwo Jima to begin with? Because you know? that's where the big battle is. Yeah. I, I think... That they're preparing yeah. for, right? And it, yeah, that's where, that's where it builds up. And that's I don't where, mind yeah, that. And that's where it is. But I think if they really wanted to do it, you know, like you think of a, a movie like nowadays, and we don't have a person from time, so we can't, you know, do. I can only go from our perspective. Yeah. Show the Battle of Iwo Jima first. Really? Yeah. Then go back to New Zealand from the beginning of the movie and then show how it built up to that point. I don't think you can give away the entire fight at Iwo Jima, though. Well, not quite. Maybe like a part of the beginning? Or or split it up. Or or split it up in between. I'll give you that Maybe the whole thing could be framed as a letter that the Conway is writing about Stryker to his son. That's a really good one. Yeah, yeah, like like okay, that's the first half, and then he finishes. You know, at the very end, he finishes the letter. That's right. Like yeah. you know, in the middle of it, he dies, and then he finishes the letter, and he tells. Yeah, that maybe that, it that leaves been us it. Yeah. wondering if this yeah. is just like uh, the ghost of Conway talking. Yeah. Um, maybe. Yeah. Stryker that, talking about Con- that would that would have worked. I, I I would agree with you there. I feel like we should have gotten a personal connection with a character with. With the character, one of them, earlier on. Because, I, I don't know, I think it... My feeling is it's probably a better movie the second time. A lot of things are better the second time. True. Because I yeah. couldn't keep track of who the hell was who um, yeah. at first. And, like, who is who are these people? Why should I care? Who's the main character? And I think for that, I think I, I would recommend if anybody wants to see something. I mean, definitely Saving Private Ryan is a really good homage to World War II Fantastic era. Fantastic film. It's great. It's, it's stupendous. If it's, you can rent that or stream it, folks, yeah. go watch Saving it's probably everywhere yeah. yeah at this point you know you could see it everywhere there i would recommend that over this mm-hmm. um the, i don't know any others of the asia theater um you know of of any of that but you know i would say this one it's okay i would say if they remade this nowadays i mean definitely um maybe not so, but like you know off the top of my head probably like george clooney would do or nope and i got it nick offerman who Ooh, could do a really yeah. good serious role but he would do really good in the striker role yeah yeah that that you know that's just something off the top of my head if you had to remake this and i think it would have been an incredible film because i mean hell it, 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 come on he, he, he played ron swanson <laughs> <laughs> pretty much the modern day john wayne yes mm-hmm. uh you know at that point 
Um, so, um... I think Conway should have been more sympathetic earlier on. I agree. Yeah. I don't... I mean, yeah. I, I, he kind of is sympathetic, but one, yeah. it's kind of something about... I yeah. want to knock up this girl so I can leave a piece of myself behind. Is kind of yeah. I don't know. It I can understand, yet it sounds kind of selfish and yeah. dickish. And I think if this movie was about Iraq or Afghanistan, I think we would have seen something different. But you would not have seen um, you wouldn't have seen the same thing. Like okay, because nowadays you know they have there's more uh, more ways to contact a soldier now. Mm. You know, even on Skype. Yeah. You know that, that you know. I know the military has some version of that. So they don't contact them too often, but you know they at least get something or some sort of a some sort of contact more than just letters. And it's kind of hard to um, really care about. Yeah. I mean, I can see going with a love at first sight thing during war, but follow it up with something. You know? Yeah. Well, that's what sort I of said. Like the first time you see Allison, it's like they're gonna get married. They're gonna have a baby. You, you knew exactly where this was going, right? Right away, and that—that's those are some of the flaws of the movie. I guess it's, it makes the marriage seem more of a de- like a device yeah. for stakes. Keep it, mo- yeah, right. I mean, yeah. all stakes are basically writing devices, yeah. but uh, some hide it a little better. Yeah. True, true, yeah. Um, and I would have liked. I don't know. He came off as kind of a jerk when we saw more of what Stryker was like. Stryker's just trying to make good with him, and he's like, "I don't like you." Yeah. He seems like an. He seems like a bitch, you know. Yeah. Like, dude, don't be such a yeah. asshole to this guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, he might have maybe he reminded him of his dad too. Well, well yeah. that was a lot, a big part of it because he always felt that Stryker was almost in vain of his dad. So I think that's why he took uh, such a uh, a contradictory. Uh, approach to looking at Stryker so that their relationship was strained right from mm. the start just because Stryker was so much trying to be that mentor from a distance but because Conway he just felt so against it because he saw his father in him because I think even Stryker mentioned at one point that he knew his father if I'm not yeah. mistaken I could be wrong but I believe yep. he had said he knew his father in some they way. Ser- yeah, they served. Uh, they served with each other in a yeah. previous tour. Of so duty. I, and I think yeah. that because of that line uh, with Conway, he took um, he, he took conflict to it because he couldn't stand seeing that here's another guy trying to be my dad, tell me what to do. He's like, right. I want to be uh, an adult. I want to I want to grow as an individual and be able to do things of my own and not have somebody uh, overshadowing me or trying to tell me what to do. Even though you clearly see throughout the film that Stryker only had good intentions, I'll be may not be in the the best approach, of course, because you see he's very hard ass to him. But again, if you watch the film, you see uh, progression emotionally and on a very subtle level. So always consider that when you're watching this film and know that there's uh, development with the character. You just have to be uh, tuned in to pick up on it. Very good. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was even that bad of a hard ass either. No. He wasn't no. like major pain or something. Oh no! Not that, well, not that bad. Yeah. No, he he had within reason. He tried, you know. In, in the very beginning of the movie, he set it up. He's like, "Look, I train you right, you'll be okay. If I train you wrong, you're all gonna die." Yeah. So I mean, he obviously had, you know, he took his weight very. He took the weight on his shoulders very, very, very seriously. Um. But maybe it was because of yeah. that heaviness of uh, overseeing yeah. all these guys that. 
I don't know, yeah. maybe how we approached uh, talking to them on a personal level it had that impact so that, I don't know. I mean, for me, I thought he was a bit hard on Conway, but I saw uh, in Stryker an individual who only had good intentions, but he may have come across as... Uh, more difficult and not as uh, try and not able to like connect with them on a, an emotional level. Of yeah. yeah, he did yeah. take away somebody's leave though. Yeah, something it's, like that. But yeah, he didn't seem that that bad to me. All right. Yeah. So, um, any other thoughts on this? Or um, a couple notes um, really. I was going to bring up was, um, did you know, Kirk Douglas was actually considered for this role. Really? Yeah, John Wayne, um, mm. when the uh, director was going, uh, director Alan Dwan was going for uh, Wayne. Uh, he wasn't sure if he could get him at first, so he was looking for uh, Kirk Douglas. But when he realized that Wayne would actually be, be able to take on the role and had the interest, he uh, gave it to Wayne instead of uh, Douglas. Mm. Another interesting did you know, did you know, John Wayne... Uh, he was actually 42 years old uh, while filming this. Yeah, yeah, that, that he, sounds and about he, right. He yeah. seemed a bit old for the role, and I think yeah. he, Wayne, um, in uh, looking it up, like said that yeah. he thought he was uh, actually a bit too old for this role, but somehow was uh, convinced otherwise, and that's why you see John Wayne in, in the role of striker. Yeah, yeah. But, like, well, did they expect him to be Colonel? Because like Colonel Potter was real old too. Yeah. I mean, I know that's a TV. Yeah, show. Yeah, he uh, he was uh, fifty. Apples uh, and oranges. I don't know. What yeah. To say. But he he did get busted down at some <laughs> yeah. point. They said he was six. Yeah, he was sixty-two. No, I mean time, yeah. a striker. That so maybe. No, I'm talking about Parker. Yeah, so maybe yeah. Stryker had a higher position. Possibly, yeah. Earlier, but then yeah. something happened. And yeah. He got busted down because of his drinking. Yeah. All right. So, do you have any others, or I'll wrap this one up? No, I think we're there. gonna wrap it up. I think okay. that was, the timer's uh, gonna run out. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, you know, thanks for dealing with us through. You know, where our, our audio levels look to be okay because we're watching this on a, on an iPhone app um, as we're recording this. So, um, thank you for joining us with this one. Um, all this month, as we said, you know, movie theater time machine salutes the U.S. troops. Um, next mo- next week we jump backwards and we're talking about World War One, and whoever sees Max next, you just gotta let him know to get the commercial ready for it. <laughs> um, but we have um, all quiet all- on the Western Front. Yeah, and this is gonna be really good because now we get we get to look at. Um, this is a war, and even at the time it was made, it was made in 1930. Where the the World War One already happened, and that was supposed to be the war that ended all wars. You <laughs> still had the League of Nations, and I really I haven't seen this in a very 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 long time. So I'm really interested in how it's perceived, and you know what we can do now. And there was a remake in the '70s, so maybe we'll do a bit of back and forth on it, but yeah. light stuff too. Um, so we'll see what happens here. But again, fantastic flick. I can't wait for it. Um, if you are serving, thank you. If you have, thank you. Uh, for those, especially the people like me, who I, I cannot physically serve. So you make my life a lot easier by doing what others can't. Um, and personally, I appreciate that. I know I do. I, I, I'm very much appreciative of uh, all of our veterans for their service to our country. I think we can all say collectively that we're very thankful that uh, they protect us each and every day. 
Damn right. Damn right. All right. So we'll wrap this one up now. Um, So this one, Sands of Iwo Jima, starring John Wayne. This one's in the bag. See you all next week. Be good. Take care of yourselves. But don't be too good.